when we execute, when we get on the ball and get going, uh, we can be a very effective offense. We all need to be on the same page, and there were a couple times tonight where you know we just weren't on the same page. Tough loss. Got to pick it up for next week. But uh, all in all, I think we uh, think we did pretty good. I thought we gained momentum, and I thought um, I was gaining confidence as the game was going, and that was a good feeling. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, all access with Bronco Mendenhall, why he's optimistic after the first game. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo on the 2014 schedule and beyond. And the always entertaining sophomore running back Jamal Williams will join us live to discuss why the go-fast, go-hard offense will be better against Texas. This is BYU Sports Nation on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Ah, uh, happy Monday, sports friends. Welcome to a special debut edition of BYU Sports Nation. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside Jerem Jordan, wherever and however you may be joining us. Thanks for making us part of your holiday. Yeah, this is a big deal. We're very excited to bring this show to you. We finally have a daily sports talk show on a national station, BYU Radio, and so we're excited that you are listening. We want to remind you of the different ways you can listen to BYU Radio. BYUradio.org, Sirius XM Channel 143 on the BYU Radio iOS app, or on Dish Network 980. There will also be a podcast of the show every day. We'll feature that on BYUTVSports.com. And we're excited and happy that you're listening here on a Labor Day. We remind you, you can tweet questions or comments at us using at BYU Sports Nation. That's at BYU Sports Nation. Speaking of what's trending, why it's too early to panic on the new BYU offense. It's frustrating. Um, I think if you talk to anybody frustrated right now, it's uh, it was a roller coaster of a game. Jamal Williams, big numbers on Saturday. He'll join us live in a few minutes with his thoughts on Virginia. Here's what Bronco Mendenhall said about him after the game. Jamal just ran not only with speed but power all day. And third down late in the fourth quarter, BYU goes aggressive. And it backfires. A jam-packed opening edition of BYU Sports Nation, and we tackle those trending topics right now. Jerem Jordan, you and I were talking earlier about BYU's offense about a decade ago. The first time offensive coordinator Robert and I, uh, Robert and I came in, he implemented some new things, and it didn't exactly get out to the start that a lot of Cougar fans had hoped for. And now he begins his second go-around. You were drawing some comparisons about that. Yeah, 2005, uh, first game as Bronco Mendenhall, new head coach. Robert and I had just come from Texas Tech, where he had been the offensive line coach, and incorporated a lot of the air raid. BYU didn't run the ball a ton. They passed the ball 50 or 60 times in that game against Boston College and lost the game 20-3. to In a similar instance, Robert and I has come back to BYU from Arizona, has uh, the spread offense from Rich Rodriguez, uh, put it in, and the offense struggled. Uh, I think it's way too early to panic on this offense. And I saw enough late in the game to make me think that BYU is going to have success and quickly with this offense. Uh, The offense go fast, go hard, get a lot of plays in, catch the defense off guard. I think in the fourth quarter we saw that start to happen. Virginia looked gassed. The offensive line had better rushes. Jamal Williams ripped off rushes of 10, 18, and 21 in that fourth quarter. And if BYU doesn't throw an interception on that late third down, if BYU doesn't fumble a punt, if BYU doesn't give up a safety, just one of those three, if they don't do this, they win that game. So I see some pretty fixable, easy easy fixes uh, for BYU to have more success and should have got the victory at Virginia. Let's not kid ourselves. But I, I'm not ready to panic on the BYU offense quite yet. Yeah, way too early. And you mentioned 2005. 2006 was year number two for Robert and I. And that was when John Beck was at the top of his game. They went 11-2 and that season. But if you remember, they went to Arizona to open the season and scored 13 points. They lost on a Nick Folk 50-yard field goal down in Tucson. Not the start that many Cougar fans had hoped for when they lost to the Wildcats 16-13. to But it's a good point to make that sometimes opening games are just a little weird. You, you never know what to expect, and it's a process. If you're implementing a brand new offense, so many different intricacies in it, it's going to take some time for it to set in. And like you mentioned, in the fourth quarter, they got that rolling. The execution now is where the Cougars are going to need to focus. The standard is so high for the offense here. Everyone wanted to see 30-plus points on the board, 450 yards of offense and whatnot. That's going to come, and it's going to come 
in a couple games, in my opinion. I, I think that BYU gets to that point fairly quickly. But yeah, that first game was similar to those games. And it, it reminded me a lot of the 2011 game at Ole Miss. The offense struggled, and Kyle Van Noy won the game at the end. San Diego State, kind of the same thing. You needed uh, the defense to come up with a play. BYU got a couple of those plays, but was unable to, to get the victory. Yeah, really an unfortunate turn of events on that late third down. But we go to Jamal Williams. Huge numbers on Saturday. 33 carries, 144 yards. Very much an NFL back type performance. He carried the load. And the interesting thing is, with BYU dealing with weather conditions, sloppy field conditions, they were kind of forced to hand the ball off a lot to him. Virginia knew it was coming, and yet he still goes for over 100 yards. Incredible performance uh, by the sensational sophomore. And again, he'll join us live in a few minutes with more thoughts on Virginia. Now we go, Jerem, third down late in the fourth quarter. They go aggressive. It backfires. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that mindset because BYU in the past, if they play conservative, who knows? Who knows what happens? They're playing not to lose. That is a play that clearly shows BYU wants to win the game. They're going they need a first down, they get a first down, they likely run out the clock and win the ball game. And there were a lot of questions in the post game to Bronco Mendenhall and Robert and I about that play. Robert and I uh said he took the blame for that play. Uh you know what though? That was the anti Utah twenty ten play calling. That was the game that fans pointed to right after that season where a lot of fans uh didn't want Robert and I anymore as the offensive coordinator, despite the success he had, had here was that he played not to lose, and BYU has a field goal blocked, and they lose. But in this situation, he goes aggressive. And I really liked what I heard from Mark Lyons uh, on the postgame on KSL Radio, where he, he tweeted that uh, it's a safe play. That's a safe play that they're running. It's an out to Jamal. What was unsafe about it were the conditions, which weighed heavily into that. That's a heavy ball, and Taysom Hill threw it with a little too much pace, and it skids off Jamal, and it's an interception, and... They don't score, but they score the next play. Almost the worst-case scenario, and BYU ends up losing. You could have rushed and then put it in your defense's hands. I think that that's what most fans would have preferred because the defense had allowed Virginia to cross the 50 a single time in the game up to that point. Yeah, a perfect storm of unfortunate events. No pun intended. A pun, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Cougars obviously reeling a bit after that loss, but we're going to focus on some of the reasons that BYU fans should be excited about the 2013 season. You mentioned you liked what you saw late in the game. And my goodness, how about what should be trending? How good was the defense? In a way, they're caught in the shadow of all this offensive concern. you got to give them credit. Coach Hall works us really hard, and he expects us to uh, to have that, those high standards as a, as a defense collectively. So, um, And I think we did uh, pretty well today. Um, Tough loss. Got to pick it up for next week. But uh, uh, all in all, I think we uh, I think we did pretty good. That was Ethan Manu Malayuna, fifth-year senior who's been playing here since uh, 2007 when he blocked the field goal against UCLA. He had a monster game, by the way. Ten tackles for a nose tackle is off the charts. That was tremendous. I was really satisfied with the BYU defense. The big question coming into this game, could they answer the bell and be as good as last year? Last year was arguably the best defense in BYU history. They brought it. We'll see how good Virginia is in the end. I'm, I'm not sure that they're an upper echelon team. They were the second worst team in the ACC Yeah, we'll last find year. out what they're all about when they face Oregon. But who cares? Win the game that you play. You know, And BYU did not. But the defense played tremendous, tremendous football, and they'll certainly be tested uh, this week against Texas, as we'll talk about all week. 223 yards given up by BYU. You should win those ball games Every single time. I mean, Virginia punted, I believe, 13 times. The craziest stat that I saw from Virginia was that that has never happened in a Division One football game. 13 punts, and the team won. This century. They're the first team this century to punt 13 times and win. <laughs> this century makes it sound like it's way longer than it is. This is the 14th year of this century. It's wacky. Yeah, still. Wacky stuff. Also, their two TD drives were a combined 29 yards. That's, what frust- that's still frustrating as a BYU fan. The defense played so well, but because of turnovers, they get short fields and they score on both those. BYU handed you know, those points on a silver platter to uh, Virginia. 29 yards of offense on the two scoring drives. Incredible. But, but you can take solace in that as a BYU fan that, you know what? We make a play here, a play there. That's a W. We move on. We're going to Texas. Which, by the way, BYU's never started 0-2 under Bronco Mendenhall. So beat Texas, and you keep that alive. Uh, and a huge game this weekend with the Longhorns, who uh, 
rolled over New Mexico State, as they should have. But they struggled in the first half, so there are some things that we'll highlight throughout the week that uh, I think there's an opportunity for BYU against Texas where they could pull off the upset in Provo. As a reminder, you can always join us via social media on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts at BYU Sports Nation. We'll get to some of your comments just as quickly as we can. And, Jerem, the defense deserves more airtime, if you will, right now, which is why we're going to stay there. They were flat-out dominant at times. You mentioned Virginia crossed the 50-yard line once when they kicked the field goal right before halftime. And again, that just plays on to a lot of the fan base. Why, why are we throwing on third down? Let's play it safe. Let's let the defense win the game for us. Okay, I get it, but you know they, they were solid. They're going to be there all year, but nothing you can do about it now. And so now it's important for BYU to not dwell on this, and we won't dwell on it in a long time, because you have a top 15 team coming to Provo, oh, by the way, on Saturday evening. Yeah, and, and a huge game there. And a big question coming out of Virginia was, Wanayunga, hurt. He gets hurt before their rushing, uh, Virginia's rushing touchdown. He's not on the field. Uh, and so Wanayunga, we, get, we got some updated information on him. What happened was he got a chest contusion, a bruise, and so they... They pulled him out of the game. He didn't play the rest of the game. They took him to a hospital because they didn't want to fly him if he had some kind of issue with his with his lungs or internally there. And so uh, he's good. He's back. Uh, they're checking him today and more than likely will be ready to go for Texas. So good news on Wani Unga, uh, stud middle linebacker for BYU. Yeah, that linebacking crew. Incredible. Alani Fua had a very nice game, made a couple of key Tallest plays. Tallest linebacker in the country probably, right? 6'5", six, 6'6". Oh. Six, six. He and Bronson Kafusi. Tall trees on the defense. <laughs> uh, Kavusi and cleats is kind of a he's a scary side. Like I, I would imagine. Yeah, he's he's about six ten with those cleats on. The defensive backs. How about how about the biggest question mark really on the defensive side throughout camp? Given the injuries, they were serviceable. Uh, Bronco Manuel said you didn't really notice them because they did their job. Uh, nothing. They kept everything in front. Uh, they were disciplined. They were solid. So very nice performance from uh, a young crew. Rob Daniel at field corner. He got the Y factor in the uh, BYU TV Sports post game show. Brian Logan picked that huge pick for Brian. Yeah. Keep in he, mind, Rob was actually slated to play boundary corner before all of this, all the injuries happened, and then he gets bumped over to field corner like a pro. Came in there. Knew what he was doing and uh, had a very solid game. And then in the boundary corner position, you saw a couple of players get some time. Dallin Levitt, I uh, saw him uh, tweet out earlier that it was his first college football game, and he said he feels like he got hit by the train, but a train, but it was the greatest <laughs> feeling in the world. Nick, Nick Howell in, uh, in fall camp talked about Dallin Levitt and said, he's just a football guy. He has no other hobbies. <laughs> I thought, wow. No other hobbies. I'm sure he has other hobbies besides football. Maybe not. But yeah, it, it was nice to see that out of Dallin Levitt. And Sky Povey played in the game. Just the fact that Sky Povey played was, was huge. He was told during the summer he would never play football again. And then he played. He started against Virginia and, and did a pretty good job in there. And, so, uh, and that brings us to our poll question, which is more about the offense. Uh, weigh in on BYUTVSports.com. Right now, and the question is, how concerned are you with BYU's offense after the first game? Not concerned, mildly concerned, or concerned? Weigh in on BYUTVSports.com. What do you think, Spencer? You're asking my personal opinion, Jerem? Yeah. Right now, game number one, and I'm, I'm going to use that historical backdrop that, that we used. You cannot essentially panic right now because it's just too early. There's too many new things happening right now. Uh, BYU is going to find their groove. You just got to give it time to develop uh, patience. That's that's hard to ask for because they're the BYU fan base is so passionate. Clearly, uh, as you looked at social media through the lightning delay and everything and the emotions of the game, so passionate and sometimes not patient enough. But if you let Robert and I do his thing. You let the quarterback develop. Taysom Hill is still young. He's a sophomore. This was his third start. Uh, give it some time. So for me, I am in between not concerned and mildly concerned. So maybe just a hair, uh, given Taysom's inaccuracy, 13 of 40 is, is not a great stat line, but I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt with the weather and whatnot and, and the fact that it was is a season opener. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that BYU can take out of that and get a lot better really quickly. The sad thing is BYU has to learn in the loss. You would have liked to have pulled an Ole Miss 
and said, okay, we've got some offensive issues, but we won the game, and that's the bottom line. Unfortunately, BYU can't say that. But this, uh, I think we learned a few things about that game. We, the defense is really good. The defense is good. I, we'll, we'll see how, how good they are this Saturday. The litmus test, Texas, I think that's a great challenge for this BYU defense, and one that I think they're lipping, licking their chops at, by the way. They're so excited to prove we can do this against legit teams. It's not just, uh, you know, at uh, like le- the end of last year, New Mexico State and San Jose State and uh, San Diego State and that kind of thing. These are legit tests for this BYU defense. And if they end up top 25, I think that's, that's awesome. Last year, top five was amazing. Top 25 this year would be tremendous. And uh, Texas is a team that put up a school record 715 yards of total offense. Is that good? It's pretty good. <laughs> David Ash came to play in the second half. BYU fans will recall him from the 2011 game when BYU lost 17-16 in Austin. Also a close game they should have won. Which, by the way, close games. Prior to the end of the 2011 season, BYU had won 14 games in a row, decided by 7 points or less. They went 4-1 and one in 2011. You win 10 games. Last season, BYU's record in games decided by 7 points or less. One and four. There's your difference. That maker. was the difference in the year. You go from a 10 to an 8 win. And in hindsight, you look back at last year and you go, that should have been a 10 or 11 win season. Uh, BYU ends up winning eight. But this season, you start off with a close one. Unfortunately, you lose. Uh, and so many plays you think back to and you say, if there was just, if that play didn't happen, that one play, BYU wins the game. Whether it be the safety, the, blo- uh, the botched punt, the fumble, even the. Uh, Holding on the kickoff return. BYU's going down to try and get a, a touchdown to win, a field goal to tie. They're at the 50 with over a minute left, and it comes back on the Adam Hine run. And, and so plenty of, plenty of moments that you think you can pull out. We're not here to justify BYU's loss, per se. Just point out what we think is going to lead to success as we get going here. And uh, a huge one in Texas coming up on Saturday. And no question, the Longhorns will pack a punch. The cornerbacks will certainly be tested for BYU with an array of speed that the, the Texas brings back and now experience. That's the key is Texas has the talent, but now they back that up with experience. As a reminder, you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan coming to you live from the BYU Broadcast Facility. We are certainly glad to have you with us on Labor Day. You can always sound off at BYU Sports Nation. Tweet us your questions, comments, concerns, and uh, we'll get to those as we can. Jerem, right now we have an all-access exclusive interview with Bronco Mendenhall. He spoke with BYU TV's Dave McCann one-on-one in Charlottesville, and we'll take the entirety of that interview right now. Some initial thoughts here on opening night. Man, our team battled hard and was gaining momentum and separating from our opponent at the end of the game. A lot of different momentum changes, a very unique circumstance, but I thought our team was getting stronger as the game went, and I thought we were on the verge of putting our opponent away, and uh, then sudden change at the end, and the game ended up differently. The pacing on offense, is that what you expected, and and what do you work on to go from here? Sure, the pacing I thought was strong. Um, Physical play in terms of possibly gaining bigger chunks, maybe a little earlier. Right at the end of the first quarter, I thought we were gaining momentum. I thought they were starting to lose momentum. Then we had the delay, and then in the fourth quarter, I thought we we, uh, really looked um, strong offensively and were balancing the run in the pass, and there was uh, nice holes and running backs going hard, and Jamal just ran not only with speed but power all day, and and um, I thought we gained momentum, and I thought um, I was gaining confidence as the game was going, and that was a good feeling. Your young corners, a lot of attention coming in due to the injuries, uh, and they held up just fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone even noticed them out there when you're playing corner. That's a good thing. So I was proud of both Rob and Dallin and Sky and our, our guys that played that position, and and I thought um, there were some short field things, but uh, I don't think Virginia ever had a chance to mount a sustained drive or really could put a threat together from one side of the field to the other. Next Saturday, your home opener with Texas in town and not a lot of time to get ready. Where do you start? I always start from um, where this one finished, that we were gaining momentum. Um, we were improving, I think, play by play, and the team tried really, really hard. And... 
Now as a coaching staff, we continue to work on ways to use our personnel, use our schemes, and manage the game in a way that gives us our best chance to win. Bronco Mendenhall certainly pleased with his defensive performance overall, and rightfully so. Given all the things that went wrong, BYU is still in position to win that football game. They're still in all of that stuff, lightning show, doesn't matter. They, they had a chance to win that game. We were pleased uh, to bring in now Jamal Williams, sophomore running back. Jamal, thanks for uh, joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, there's no problem. <laughs> you had a crazy game, uh, lasted over five hours, a couple of breaks, shortened halftime. Mm. Just give us your initial thoughts on the emotions of playing in that game in Charlottesville. Um, it was a tough one, really. Uh, I've never been in a game like that where you got to take um, like uh, one quarter, then it's three hours of waiting, and you go back out there for 15 minutes, then you got to come back in for 10 minutes. So it takes a toll on your body, really, because um, when you're playing football, you don't the adrenaline is going so fast that your body isn't hurting, is ready to go, and when you take breaks like that, it shows that your body is sore. I mean, first quarter, ooh, I was already bruised up and tired. But when you get back on the field, then it just goes away. So it's um, it was like a little a roller coaster, really. And um, it's my first time doing it, and I think it's just a, a learning experience. Thirty-three carries, one hundred and forty-four yards in the new go fast, go hard offense. What's your take on the new scheme? Um, I like it. I really do. Uh, I feel like. Um, my first time playing, doing it in a game, I feel like we did exceptionally well. I mean, we still got little little um, mistakes to pick up on and, and do better on, and um, we still need to execute a little bit better. But overall, I feel like we did a, a good job, and um, I think we can just do a little bit better and work harder and just do it a little bit faster because I noticed that once we got rolling, we was going down the field and, putting it on them and showing the toll that they was getting tired. So um, I like this offense, and I feel like it's going to do wonders for us for the rest of the season. Jamal, if there's anything I've learned about you, it's that you're not just a football player. You're an entertainer. <laughs> so what did you do to entertain yourself during the two-hour, nine-minute weather delay? Well, hmm, I, basically, I just sat in there, got my iPad, and I started playing Injustice. <laughs> Injustice? Yeah. What's Injustice? It's like Mortal Kombat, but with superheroes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Ready, fight! Yeah, pretty much. So I was just playing that, and they told us to like, take our pads off because it's going to be a long time. I said, no, nah, because it takes a while to put them pads on. So <laughs> I had everything going except my cleats, and I pretty much just sat there. I went outside to check on it. It was pouring down rain. I was like, I never want to come back to Virginia again. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and in the game, uh, thirty-three carries. D- going into the game, did you imagine a scenario where you'd get thirty-three carries? No, I really didn't. I feel like I I didn't get that many. I felt like I was just just going with the flow and the play calling, and just worrying about getting first downs and hopefully scoring. And just looking at that number of carries I got, I'm surprised and um, just grateful that they kept giving me the ball and just executing. So. Um, this offense is is surprisingly positive for us as running backs and wide receivers, no matter what, just as long as we execute them. Jamal, do you feel like – well, let me ask you this. With 33 carries and 144 yards, you mentioned that you were a little sore after the first quarter. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good now. I mean, after the game and Sunday, a little beat up, didn't really want to move, so – Pretty much just laid in bed. But um, other than that, now I'm feeling pretty good. My body's almost there to to performing at full capacity. But I'm ready to practice today. And once you get into the next week, well, this week against Texas, I'm ready to go no matter what. We're talking with sophomore running back Jamal Williams here on BYU Sports Nation. What was the relationship like uh, going into the game with Taysom Hill in, in regards to physically the handoff, the zone read where the two of you interact where Taysom either gives it to you or he doesn't, and how did that play out in the game? Um, it's pretty much just a, a feeling for him and me. Um, I could feel sometimes when he's going to pull in when he can't, and it's just pretty much just looking at your surroundings and um, the off the uh, our key, our reading key, so... If I feel like he's going to pull it, I'm I'm going to just go ahead and fake the ball. Hopefully they tackle me. 
fortunately, they do tackle me. So uh, when Taysom pulls that ball and he's going for more than 10 yards, I'm happy no matter what. What did you learn about the offense that you didn't know on Saturday? I learned that once once we keep going and the offense, offense is rolling and we feeling good that no one can stop us, we can really move the ball all the way down the field and score. So um, I, I think it's pretty much just us having confidence that we can go down there no matter where the ball is spotted, no matter if it's on our own five-yard line. We can move the ball all the way down and execute. Jamal, late in the game, a couple of minutes to go, BYU needs a first down to, to seal the game. They roll Taysom out. He throws with velocity a little bit high to you. It tips off your hands and gets intercepted. What did you see in that play from your perspective? What happened? Um, Nothing really. Taysom threw a good ball. I should have caught it. I didn't. It's, I pretty much put that on me mostly. Um, I, I'm my worst critic of all time. So it's it's um it's a learning experience for me. So I just got to deal with it. The game is over with. Go to the next one. But pretty much, I feel like that was that was on me. So um, apologize for everything for that one. And um, this game, execute a little bit better. I'm gonna catch everything. Whatever I got to do to help my team out is is um, my how I feel about it. So if I got to stay after practice and catch more balls to to ensure that I'm not going to drop another one to to make another interception, then so be it. Because I don't want to be the reason for us to lose. I want to be one of the reasons for us to win. So um, just, now I just got to work even harder now, no matter what, because uh, it's still got a little bad taste in my mouth for it. So I'm just working harder and harder to, to make up for it. Class act, Jamal Williams, talented sophomore running back. Thank you for your clarity, your honesty, and for joining us. Uh, always a pleasure to have you. Oh, no problem. Jamal Williams, the first guest ever on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> so thanks to Jamal, Jay Swag Daddy. What's your Twitter handle? At, at what? At Jay Swag Daddy. Two Gs. Don't put one G or you get somebody bad. <laughs> <laughs> at Jay Swag Daddy. Two Gs. Yeah, enter at your own risk on the other one. Uh, coming up on BYU Sports Nation, BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo weighs in on BYU's opener at Virginia and the Cougars' 2014 schedule and beyond. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, the first of, we hope, many episodes of BYU Sports Nation here on BYU Radio, Jerem Jordan alongside Spencer Linton. We just heard from Jamal Williams, and uh, we now welcome into the show BYU Athletic Director Tom Homel. Tom, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you guys up? We're great, and thanks for joining us here on the first ever show. Uh, first off, your thoughts on the game at Virginia and uh, kind of the crazy game, uh, weather delay, the game itself. Uh, what would you think of all of that? You know, it was a very unique game. I've been involved with football for a long time. I played in games that were total rainstorms from start to finish. But uh, I've never seen a game that was delayed for so long. And, uh, you know, it really concerned me, wondering if they were going to be able to finish it. Fans might remember that we played uh, Tulsa about eight years ago at home, and there was a delay because of lightning. And uh, it wasn't as long, and they didn't clear out the stands. So that was interesting. When they cleared out the stands, I had to wonder, you know, are they <laughs> are they going to bring them back? Are we going to play with with no one there? And uh, as it turned out, those disruptions were very intriguing. And right up until the end of the game, I thought I was going to be the storyline was going to be Cougars overcome many obstacles and challenges and but come home with a win, but it was just uh, one or two plays too short. Uh, Tom Spencer-Linton here. Given all of the craziness of that game and the – really, I you can't you cannot expect something like that to happen. Yet, BYU is still in position to win that football game. Unfortunate turn events late. What are some of the positives that you take from that game in Virginia specifically? Well, I thought our defense played very well. They – coming into the game without the corners people are going to wonder about that and now i don't think you can say without corners i thought that uh robertson daniel did a very good job playing that field corner uh they didn't challenge him a lot but they did a couple times and he 
seemed to take away their confidence. And then we had Sky Povey and um, our other corner. Down Levitt. Out right now. Yeah, Dallin Levitt, excuse me, who uh, really soared down that, that field corner. And I was proud of those guys. And I, there really wasn't a time in the game where the Virginia offense ever really did anything. So that's a positive. You know, our, defense, our special teams you know, had, a, had a, a, a key, key breakdown. And, you know, I guess you could say the holding play on the long return was another one. But uh, they'll have to shore that up. I know our coaches and our team have taken great pride over the last couple of years on being a top special team. And that was very unfortunate because we gave up a couple opportunities there where we could have salted the game away. I thought the offense was a little bit of a mixed bag. I thought we did some great things. And then I thought there were some things that have some room for improvement. So um, I, I, it was unfortunate. The other unfortunate thing about the delay is we go into that game and that's an offense that we're trying to wear people down. And after the first quarter, when we started to get a little momentum, then Virginia defense got a break. Then we went after them in the second quarter and got a little momentum, and then they got another break. And so at the end of the third quarter, they didn't get a break, and that's where we started to break them down. So I think that that's an unusual set of circumstances in that game and maybe not a true indication of how that offense is really going to play out. Tell us about the events surrounding the game and kind of the reaction of BYU fans that flocked to the game on the East Coast and kind of the reaction of BYU fans getting there. Well, the, the, we have a tremendous alumni base in the South and basically the East. I mean, those cities are so close back there that we had people from you know the Northeast and parts of the Midwest that came down for those games. And and being at all the games myself, I know that I see many of the familiar faces. There's people that are going to come no matter where we play on the road. If it's out past the, you know, middle of the country, kind of divide, so to speak. And and they came out in droves. It was an awesome experience before the game. You know, Virginia has their colors are a navy and orange, and we're in navy and white. So there's a lot of navy, but their fans were impressed at how many people we had. And one of the telltale signs is when there's a big play for BYU and the cheer from the crowd is so loud, it's like a home crowd. That disenchants the the real home team, and that happened on a couple occasions where you weren't sure who the home team was. But you give credit to Virginia's fans. One of the things that was an amazing fact was that after the delay, I was estimating that there's no way – that at least 50% of the people will not come back. And I, I don't know what the numbers were, but I'd say 75% of their people came back after two hours and that huge range uh, delay, and, and they were up for it. It was kind of a, an odd set of circumstances that kind of piqued their interest, and their students and fans were loud, and, and they finished the game in style, and that was, that's a credit to them. Tom Holmo, BYU Athletic Director, joining us live on BYU Sports Nation, a special holiday debut edition. Certainly glad to have him and glad to have all of you listening wherever and however you may be joining us. Tom, there's so many different things that went into this game. It lasted over five hours, but you brought up a great point that I want to touch on. You felt like the offense really started to click once the flow of the game got into the fourth quarter. Do you feel like BYU's conditioning was superior to Virginia at that point, or do you feel like the Cavaliers just couldn't keep up with the pace? Well, I think it was both. I, I really think it was both, but that remains to be seen until we can do it in a full four-quarter game. Um, I, I think that there were times at the end of the first quarter where you know people are wondering, what, what, let's go, let's open it up a little bit more. But this offense, if they get clicking, can, I, I could imagine us running for 250 yards on people because even though we averaged about, I think it was three and a half yards a carry, um, and that's a pretty good clip, I think that that opens up a lot. I, we didn't have a lot of long runs. And in this offense, it, when it gets going, there'll be holes where we, you get 12, 15 yards of crack. And once that happens, people have to stop, you know, start putting more attention on the run and, and not being able to close down some of those passing lanes. So this is an offense that um, it'll, it'll take some time to, to really get to its peak. 
And uh, I think that I'm eager to see this game against Texas because Texas will be a big challenge. But we'll have our home crowd, our home field, and a lot of momentum to be able to have to start now. And, and we'll have to get momentum, I should say, to, to carry on for the rest of the season. It's a, it's a tough, hard loss to open up uh, on a game that I think everybody thought we should have won. Get it out of our system, come back and play hard against Texas. And it reminded me of several games we'd seen in the past and we talked about it. You know, offensively, the Boston College game in 05 where Robert and I came from Texas Tech in that first game, you know, the offense took some time to figure some things out. Even the 06 game where BYU scored 13 points and lost at Arizona, but then blazed its way through the rest of the year. Uh, Certainly room to grow there. But, Tom, uh, just finally, your thoughts on uh, Texas coming in and opening uh, the home schedule with such a such a big name. I'm sure you're proud of the first home game that you've lined up for the 2013 season. Well, I'm just happy for our fans that they'll be able to see a great quality team like Texas coming in, and it's the first of a, a bunch of good home games. Will be, you know, another thing that I'll just add that that it, it, about the offense is um, a big part of this offense is the quarterback position and. You know, I watched Taysom very closely in that game, and he was really a warrior in that game. Uh, you know, he threw a few balls that were not accurate, missed a couple of receivers that could have been open, and he was under a little bit of duress in some of those situations and not in others. He made some good reads and had some great um, throws at the end in the, in the last couple drives. And, you know, people have to remember that this is a sophomore who really only had about half of the season last year. But at the end of that game, uh, you know, these are things I get to see. I sat with him a little bit, maybe an hour after the game, and he still had his uniform on after the uh, after the after all the interviews and everything. still had his pads on. And that, that guy had played up and down, a, a two-hour delay, and in his big debut, and his emotions were perfect. You know, he never, ever missed a beat. And uh, he he's going. Hey, we got a lot of work to do, but this is going to be fun. We're going to be good, and and that was reassuring to me to know that our quarterback, amidst all that's going to be said and all that will be talked about, and the what ifs and the what next and all that, I know we got a guy at the helm that when this stuff comes together for him and he gains some experience like he gained in this game, he, he's going to be one of our best ever. But give him some time, folks. Uh, great stuff. Thank you so much. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo, gracious enough to join us on his holiday. Uh, Tom, go and enjoy the rest of this day. And, uh, again, thanks for being with us on the debut edition of BYU Sports hey, Nation. Congratulations on the show. I, I wish you great success. I know that it will be a great show for you guys to plug in with all the Cougar athletes through the year. And uh, it's going to be a great year for all the sports at BYU. Take care, guys. Good luck. Thanks, Tom. Again, Tom Homo, great Great insight right there. I especially enjoyed uh, his commentary on Taysom Hill and uh, being in his pads and really being the warrior that he was. You could see the disappointment on him on his face as soon as that fourth down, uh, you know, happened. Just all the effort and accentuated by the fact that he's dripping wet and just dirt everywhere, and he he gave it his all. And he's right. Tom Holm was right. Thirteen of forty is unacceptable for a BYU quarterback. Those are almost numbers like a running back playing quarterback. Taysom Hill is capable of much more, and they've got to they've got to shore that up quickly. Fifty or sixty, you know, fifty percent is that's not even an acceptable number. If he had gone twenty six for forty, I think if he goes eighteen for forty, BYU wins the game. So yeah, weather certainly played a factor in that, but yeah, BYU needs you need uh, better quarterback play, and I think they'll get him. Yeah, weather dropped passes. Um, there were a few of those, and and you mentioned earlier to me, Jerem, that that's going to be part of every game. There are going to be dropped balls and and whatnot, but. At this point, first game, all of the, all that went into it, you have to give a young guy like that the benefit of the doubt. Okay, we're going to come back on BYU Sports Nation with, uh, we're going to throw an audible at you. Offensive coordinator Robert Anai joins us to break down the go-fast, go-hard offense. We're back with more. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Jerem Jordan and Spencer Linton with you. We've had a tremendous show so far. Uh, Jamal Williams in studio, Tom Homo on the phone. Uh, it's been good stuff. Let's tease True Blue for you tonight on BYU TV, 8.30 Eastern, 6.30 Mountain. Dave McCann uh, from Lavelle Edwards Stadium 
uh, it's a tradition that we do that first True Blue, uh, the first home game True Blue is at the stadium on the pregame set. David Almodova will be there to preview your game day experience. Talk a little bit about the new tradition of the players arriving in a bus and doing a player's walk on the east side. It'll, it'll give us more details, not to mention what colors you should wear to what games this year. Uh, Blaine Fowler will break down uh, the Virginia game, preview the Texas game, and should be an exciting uh, contest as well uh, this week with Texas. That's tonight on True Blue at 830, 8.30 Eastern with Dave McCann. All right, BYU TV and BYU Radio combining forces to bring you the latest and greatest in Cougar sports. We move now uh, to... Another special segment, uh, and, and set this up, um, offensive coordinator Robert and I has come in for his second go-around at BYU. Um, BYU won a lot of games with him at the helm calling the plays uh, during his first run uh, from 2005 to 2010. Now he's back after a couple of years at Arizona. He had the nation's leading rusher in Kadeem Carey, and he came back and made it a point to say, we are going to do two things this year. We are going to go fast and go hard. Well, we've had one game to see that, and certainly in the fourth quarter, the Cougars did that. You saw them start to find a groove. And, uh, Jerem, I mean, initially, fans want to be impatient, but did you see enough to feel like BYU can compete against Texas and Notre Dame and Wisconsin if the execution level is higher? Yeah, and that's the key. And we'll speak with Robert and I, BYU's offensive coordinator, momentarily. Uh, I saw enough in the fourth quarter to make me think that this offense is going to work. And I saw a lot of positive things. Go fast, go hard to me means you're going to get the defense on its heels and they're going to get tired. And we saw it in the fourth quarter. And like Athletic Director Tom Hummel said, Virginia had a break after the first, a break after the second. But after the third, they didn't. And that's when you saw the difference. I think we're going to see a difference. Uh, against Texas this Saturday. BYU had to go 92 yards to take the lead late in the fourth quarter. And uh, on that note, we welcome in offensive coordinator Robert and I. Coach, thanks for taking some time with us on this debut edition of BYU Sports Nation. Let's get right to the fourth quarter and that 92-yard drive. Is that what we're looking for with this BYU offense? Well, you know, you, you pretty much have to adjust to the situation. We would like to have closed it out the uh, series before, but we turned it over. And so uh, to get right back on the field, we had a chance to drive the field and win it. And, uh, you know, we we just couldn't uh, convert. We couldn't quite catch the ball when, when we had it, and we couldn't quite hold up uh, protection when, when we needed to. And, and so it was just the culmination of all the things put together. And when you look at this offense, uh, 33 carries to Jamal Williams. He was in studio a few moments ago, and I asked him, did you envision a scenario in which you'd have 33 carries? And he said no. Did 33 kind of surprise you as well, or is that something we can expect with Jamal? Well, you know, we tried to feature our best players doing the the things that they do well. He is one of our better players, and and, uh, handing him the football is our intention going into the game. So. You know, it, it it actually did not surprise me. That's what we wanted to do. But, you know, that's also a moving target because health and, and uh, uh, alertness also play a role into that. To Jamal's credit, he he uh, answered the bell, and, uh, you know, he felt good throughout the game. So, you know, we, we continued down that path. Coach Taysom Hill had a bit of an off day, 13 of 40, not the numbers that you want from your starting quarterback. What were the discussions that you had with him immediately following the game and now entering practice this week? Well, you know, we we wish we could have done better. Uh, I'd like to, to think that he's the only one involved in throwing and completing the ball, although he's uh, largely involved. There are 10 other players out there that uh, that need a lot of work this week, and that's what our focus is going to be, sharpening up the guys around our quarterback. You know, I thought Taysom played a really hard-fought game. You know, there were things that that he was uh, addressing, you know, with with some of our protection breakdowns and and, and as, as sticky as they were on coverage. So there were there were things going on that that really made that statistic uh, what it is, 
So we've got to share that up this week. And, uh, you know, the season's on us, so that's our task. We've got to move forward and move forward really fast to adjust and improve ourselves. BYU Offensive Coordinator Robert and I joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Certainly glad to have him with us on this Labor Day debut edition. Coach, you talked about a little bit of the past breakdown. What's your stance on the offensive line after one game? Where do you go from here? Well, we, we've got to continue to develop that group. You know, our, our productivity was was uh, good on occasion and, and not so good. So, you know, we've got to be consistent. We've got to find a way to... to make uh, every rundown count, and we've got to find a way to, to increase our our pass protection scope and, and give our quarterback a, a comfortable area to throw the football in. And, uh, you know, like I said, there were times when we looked really good at that, but uh, we were definitely not consistent. So that's what we're, we're aiming for. We'd like to get a level of consistency up front that we can count on. Athletic Director Tom Homel mentioned that Virginia got a break after the first, a break after the second, and then after the third they didn't, and in the fourth that's where they were on their heels and looked a bit tired. Did you notice the same thing uh, with the go-fast-go-hard offense? Well, you know, that's one of the uh, designs is, is to put your opponent uh, in, that, in that bind. But, uh, you know, I'm more concerned about uh, our team then even during the game, you know, I, w- I would like to have seen us uh, uh, execute our, our, our blocking, and blocking is effort. When I say execute, I'm, I'm talking about putting better effort into how we, how we block. And, uh, boy, you look at the film a day, a day later, a couple of days later, and, uh, you know, those things are, are, are showing. So we've got to do a better job. Uh, putting forth our effort into the actual task that we're we're assigned to. And really quickly, and so it was a learning experience for for us. You know, we have to learn how to do that better. You'd obviously like to to learn after a hard fought win. It wasn't the case. You lose nineteen to sixteen, but now you turn around and have to play Texas. Can you give us just some quick initial thoughts on the Longhorns and uh, the preparation that's going into that game right now? Oh, you bet. And you guys were cutting into it. You know, I, I just looking at the, the Texas film right before I got on with y'all. And, uh, you know, they, they uh, obviously a talented group. And uh, they've been uh, in that program and in their systems for a while. So a lot of uh, uh, familiarity with what they're doing. And so we're preparing to, to go up against that. You know, we're prepared for a team that's that's familiar with, uh, you know, what they're doing and their schemes, and they're not going to be out of position too often, I don't believe. And they're going to run to the football really well. In fact, their 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 team speed is is very good. It's probably at the top of the chart in college football. So, you know, we're going to prepare uh, with with the stuff that we do well, and our the stuff we should be focusing on is, is being a harder edge type of football team. And uh, that's what we hope to improve on between the first week and the second week is, is getting a harder edge and more competitive nature about ourselves. And I look forward to our guys answering that uh, and, and doing just that come Saturday. BYU in Texas, Saturday, Lavelle Edwards Stadium, 5 p.m. Mountain Time, 7 p.m. Eastern. That game will be on ESPN2, I believe. Uh, again, thank you to Robert and I for joining us. And we'll let you get back to that film work, Coach. We know how busy you are, and uh, certainly appreciate you taking time with us. All right, guys. You bet. Thanks. Dr. Bob, Robert and I, uh, bring it in. We appreciate him taking time out of his preparations for Texas. Uh, our thanks to Jamal Williams, Tom Homo, and uh, Robert and I for joining us here on this debut of BYU Sports Nation. Now let's get to a segment that we call the Cougar Whip Around, where we go around uh, campus with other news in BYU store, uh, sports. Let's start with women's soccer. The sixth-ranked soccer team defeated Nebraska 3 to nothing on Saturday night at Southfield in Provo. BYU set a stadium at Southfield record with 5,108 fans in attendance. 
5,000 fans at a women's soccer game. That's tremendous. One of the best in the country. The Cougars are in Baton Rouge, Louisiana today to play LSU at 8 Eastern tonight. Yeah, tough test for the ladies right there. Uh, the Tigers are a top 25 team. Now to women's volleyball, the 13th ranked volleyball team. Learning about life without redshirting All-American Jennifer Hampson as they open the season over the weekend at the Hampton Inn Invitational in Bowling Green, Ohio. BYU lost to Creighton and Bowling Green, but did defeat Marquette. The Cougars play a trio of games this weekend in Portland, Oregon against Portland State, Fresno State, and Oklahoma. Men's volleyball, BYU first-team All-American Ben Patched finished up play with the USA Junior National Team at the U-21 World Championships in Turkey. Patch helped the U.S. finish 11th at the competition. Patch will serve a two-year LDS mission to Columbus, Ohio, starting October 2nd. Baseball. How about a little baseball early September? Former standout Adam Law, Cougar great, beginning his own legacy within that family name. Law currently batting three sixty-five in the rookie Pioneer League with the Ogden Raptors. In a combined 53 games between the Arizona Rookie League and the Pioneer League, listen to this, Law has tallied 77 hits, 28 RBI, 48 runs and 38 stolen bases. That is getting it done. Oh, by the way, the L.A. Dodgers drafted Law in the 12th round overall of the most recent Major League Baseball draft. And that wraps up your Cougar whip around. At the beginning beginning of the show, we talked about our uh, poll question for today. How concerned are you with BYU's offense after the first game on BYUtvsports.com? And the final poll results are this. Concerned, 69%. Uh, mildly concerned, 29, and then it looks like 2% not concerned. So Cougar Nation, concerned after game one. And the the uh, opportunity was there, but there was an anemic value to the offense at times. And as Robert uh, and I mentioned, they know exactly what they need to do, and they're going to try and fix it this week in preparation for Texas. Sharpen the edges, mm-hmm. uh, I think, was kind of the underlying thing he said right there during uh, our interview with him just a few moments ago. Now we have something that we're going to roll out at the end of every BYU Sports Nation, and that is the Sports Nation salute. And Jeremy talked about it just a little bit ago during the women's soccer match, a new record for the stadium at Southfield, 5,108 fans showing up, a lot of those freshmen. And after a BYU football loss, no less, so they still came out in droves, watched BYU dominate the Nebraska Cornhuskers 3 to nothing. That was BYU's first win over Nebraska in the series history the first time they had played since the NCAA tournament in 2001. So great atmosphere. And to the fans, generally we'll pick a player, maybe a couple of players, but we salute the, fans the fan base as a whole. And we are signaling right now. I wish you could see us. We <laughs> salute, salute you. you. And uh, that about does it for our first BYU Sports Nation. Uh, we're, we're coming at you Monday through Friday. 12 to 1 Eastern Time, 5 to 6 Eastern Time as well on a rebroadcast. And we remind you, you can listen to the show on BYUradio.org, the BYU Radio app, Sirius XM Channel 143, or Dish Network Channel 980. And we, uh, again, thank our guest, Jamal Williams, in studio, uh, BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo on the phone, and then BYU Offensive Coordinator Robert and I. All right, for all of us here at BYU Sports Nation on the BYU Radio Sports Network, our coordinating producers, producers, uh, Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. It's been a lot of fun. Enjoy the rest of your holiday and tune in weekdays on your home for Cougar Sports, BYU Sports Nation.